This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for coming, joining via Zoom here in Memphis, and to everyone who is going to watch on Torah Anytime. Welcome. It is amazing to be able to get together to try and grow each week and every day, hopefully every day, even when we're not giving this class. Today's class has been sponsored by Bracha Yudelson in honor of her birthday, which is this Friday, Aleph Adar. Well, no, it's Shabbos, actually. It should be Shabbos. Shabbos Aleph Adar. Uh, it's her birthday, and this is sponsored in honor of her birthday. May she have many, many more, Bracha, may you have many, many more happy, healthy, wonderful, amazing birthdays filled with growth and closeness to Hashem. And I applaud your birthday present to yourself because there is nothing greater that you could get yourself than the eternal merit and zechus of supporting Torah. And that's yours forever. That's a birthday gift that you're going to be able to have for forever. So Mazel Tov and many, many more. All right. My friends... <clears throat> Forgive me today. Now that's a bad sign, right? He's starting by asking forgiveness. That's not a good sign. All right? Forgive me today if I get uh, a passionate. Uh, I'm expressing frustration at myself. Profound frustration at myself. And I'm hoping that through our exploration of that frustration... And maybe our venting of that frustration, we can emerge on the other side and figure out where to go with this frustration. But I, I'm truly frustrated at, my, at myself here, and I'm aiming my words uh, very strongly inwardly. Of course, whenever we get frustrated, whenever we get critical, we always got to remember the things that we remember all the time, that every moment and everything we do is so great and so glorious and we are amazing and I'm never taking away from that and critique and criticism is never ever to undermine the tremendous worth of every moment of our life and every mitzvah that we do. That is absolutely true, but at the same point and the same time, if we don't critique ourselves, we will not grow. So I'm here to critique Shuki Nisa. Our parsha, which has some of the laws in it. Last week we had the giving of the Torah on Sinai. This week we end the parsha. It goes back to that story of us getting the Torah, of us becoming the nation, the Jewish nation, the people that we're trying to be every single day. So today let's explore a little bit what it is we are trying to be. What does Judaism mean? What does it mean to be a Jew? And ultimately to ask ourselves the penetrating question, are we doing it? Or how can we do it better? A Pusik in this week's parasha, Hashem is telling the laws, and this one is specifically speaking about kosher. And the Pusik says, The Anche Koidesh Tiyun Li. Be People who are holy. That's who you should be for me. Be my holy people. What does that mean? What's it telling us? And it begins really with a mechilta. That Rashi tells us right there, and I will quote from the Nesiva Shalom, who's going to bring this down and call our attention to a Rashi last week, which will give us the full scope and the full picture of what we want to be, how we want our lives to look, and what we're shooting for. So here says the Nesiva Shalom, the Anshei Kodesh Tiyun Li. Okay, let's translate that. Anshei Kodesh, be holy. Tiyun Li, you should be for me. What do you mean for me? You should be. Be holy. 
What do you mean, be for me? Be holy people for me. And says Rashi, Rashi quotes the Mechilta. Rabbi Yishmael, Oymer Rabbi Yishmael says, what is the word li? What does that mean? What does that tell you? Kishatim kedoshim. When you are holy, Atem Shali, you are mine. When you are holy, you are mine, Hashem says. When you're holy, you're mine. Says the Nesiv Shalom. Let's get the full picture. What's Hashem asking us to be? What does it mean that this is when you are Hashem's, when you're holy. He says, let's go back. Let's go back up our show. Because before we received the Torah, Hashem said a statement which is extremely powerful and really should be hanging up on the wall in every one of our homes. But it's not because then we'd be weirdos. Unfortunately, it would be weird to have this on our wall. What did the Pasuk say? The Pasuk said as follows. Last week. Ve'atem tiyun li mamleches kohanim v'goy kadosh. And you, you, this nation that I took out of Egypt, be for me a mamleches kohanim. A nation of kohanim. What does that mean? We'll talk about that. V'goy kadosh and be a holy nation. And li, that's how you'll be mine. That if you will be mamleches kehanim v'goykodesh, then we will be Jews. Then we will, we will be Hashem's people. What does it mean to be a nation of priests? Listen, my friends, listen to what Hashem said before we ever became Jews. When He wanted to tell us what we were about to become, what He wants from us, what we can be. What did He say? Be a mamleches kehanim v'goykodesh. What does it mean? You're not a koyin. I'm not a koyin. Maybe some of you are. If you're not a Kayane, you can't be a Kayane. How do we be a nation of priests? There's many understandings of that, but listen to what Rashi says right there in last week's parashah. The Nesiva Shalom brings it down. Kayanim. Be a nation of Kayanim means be a nation of Sorim. A nation of princes. Be a nation that's a prince. Be a nation that's a princess. Be people that are royalty. And I will read to you the holy, fiery words of the Nesiva Shalom, my friends. This is what it means, he says. Ki HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bochar Yisrael. Hashem chose the Jewish people to be His chosen people. The Omar Elohim, and He said to them, Be a nation of princes, of royalty. The best people that exist. Exalted people. People that are elevated and lofty. People that are like royalty, that they have nothing to do with that which is lowly and disgraceful. And be a holy people. Oz shali. Then you'll be mine. Listen to the words of the Nesiv Shalom. Eitzel HaYehudi, for a Jew, HaKedusha, to be holy, he tenai le'etzem ahosayados. It's a condition in what it means to be a Jew. It's a condition in what it means to be Hashem's people. Is to be royalty. To be elevated. To be Kodesh, to be holy. What does that mean? Unbelievable. I'm frightened these words. That Hashem said, this is what it means. It means to be a Kodesh, to be holy, and to be a prince and a princess, to be royalty, to be what? In one word. 
elevated. To be elevated. Elevated people. To be Hashem's people, we need to be something more. Something different. Something beyond just another person that lives another day just like everybody else. No. Be above. Be holy. Elevated. Living for something more. Giving for something more. Be a touch above earth. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at myself. Kadosh, elevated. Striving for something higher. You know what that means? Not just good enough. Not just mediocre. Not just average. Not just it's fine, it's okay. No, be princes, be a princess, be royalty, be beyond. The Amanimchor, the choicest, greatest of the people of what a person can be, how a person can live their life. No, not just good enough, spectacular. And of course, I don't mean. That in one moment, we, we, we turn around and no, don't get depressed. And of course, of course we are who we are. And we're going to have to take steps forward one step at a time. But what I'm saying is, where have we set our sights on? Of what it means to be a Jew. A good person. A person who does the ceremonies. A person who shows up and participates and every one of those things is holy and holy of holies. Do them. Do them again and again. But where have we set the sights? What's the limit of our perception of what we're meant to be? Well, let me tell you something. Nobody could really know what they're capable of. Nobody knows what they can be and who they're meant to be. The only one who knows that is Hashem. And if Hashem says it, then it's true. Hashem said this. Hashem says, Every one of you, be royalty, be elevated, be shooting for the stars, be above all that which is lowly in this world, above it, above it, like a prince and a princess. Shooting for greatness. Can I do it? Hashem said, be this. Hashem said, do this. Hashem said, don't settle for good enough. If Hashem said, you don't have to settle for good enough, then don't settle for good enough. To live our life like everybody else and just also we're Jewish. We're not also Jewish. We're not also looking for Hashem. We're not also looking for spirituality. That's who we are and that's what it means to be with Hashem. The Yisem Li. If you want to be mine, that's what it means to be with me. And you can do it. Now get up and get to it. Be sorim. Be a prince. Live for something more. What's our priorities in life and what are we shooting and where are we settling? No, not good enough. And I'm looking at myself and I'm looking at my Judaism and I'm going to look at what I'm doing and I'm checking in and I'm checking in and I'm doing all my stuff. Just good enough. Is it my passion? Is it my purpose? Is it my sole focus? Is it what I'm driven to? Am I pushing? Am I growing? 
Or have I been okay with good enough? Good enough. Mm, what a sellout. <sighs> Shortchanged myself by a million miles. Hashem says, no, this is who you should be. This should be your everything. You can be mine and you can live a life which is all geared and directed towards this lofty purpose, this unbelievable purpose of connection with Hashem. Torah, mitzvah is growing higher, higher every day, constantly going, never stopping. Keep on going for something higher, for something more, for something elevated until you can say, I'm a prince, I'm a princess, I'm royalty. Until you could say, I'm holy. I live above the norm. I'm above the norm. We can do it. I'm afraid that I've settled. And to settle is the worst thing in the world. So I'm hearing this. This is ringing in my ears, my friends. I apologize. Take it to heart as much as it's applicable to you, but it's ringing in my ears. Shuki, get up. Refocus. Get back on track. Who are you? What's your life about? Have you become holy yet? Have you knocked down every door to get to Hashem yet? Have you figured out how to grow more and develop more? Or has it just become good enough and good enough became good enough? I know somebody who went to the current Slonim Rebbe. And this person, it's an older single. So he came and he spoke to the Slonim Rebbe and he asked him for a bracha. A bracha that what? That he should get married. And then he said, he said, can you please give me a bracha that I should get married? And also for Avoides Hashem, for my worship of Hashem. And the Salon Rebbe looked up and he said, that's not an also. That's not an also. We don't also worship Hashem. We're not also Jews. We don't also do Torah and mitzvahs. We live for Torah and mitzvahs. We breathe and we bleed to come close to Hashem. Our heart beats for that. Our soul is certainly yearning to be allowed to have that. That's why we wake up in the morning. That's the truth. It's not an also. My brother told me that Rav Moshe Weinberg, the Rosh Hashiva of the Yeshiva I went to in Eretz Yisrael, Yeshiva Sochachev, he is a cousin with the current Slonim Rebbe. And you see the Slonim, you see the Nesiva Shalom, and now the current Slonim Rebbe, you see their attitude, their way of seeing it. It's not an also. We need to make it not an also in our life. And he said he didn't, he's a cousin with the current Slonim Rebbe. So at first when he became a Rebbe, he, he didn't uh, feel so comfortable going in. His cousin, you know, you go in to visit a, Re- a Rebbe with a certain a sense of respect. It felt a little awkward for him. He said, well, somebody finally gave him a name. He said, could you please go into the Rebbe to ask the Rebbe to daven for this person that they should uh, be better? They were ill. Okay, so on a mission, he went into his cousin and he gave him the paper with the name and he spoke to him about this person and their illness and that they should have a refuah. They should get better. And then he got up to leave. He said, and as he was getting to the door to leave the Salonim Rebbe's room, the Salonim Rebbe stopped him and said, No. And what's with Avoidas Hashem? What's with your connection to God? And he froze. And then listen to what the Salonim Rebbe said. The Salonim Rebbe said to him, I am not sitting on the Lechevitcher's seat. Salonim comes from 
the great lineage of Lechevich. I am not sitting on the Lechevich's seat to deal with physical requests. That's not what I'm doing here. Of course we'll deal with the physical. But that's not what I'm doing here. What am I here for? For the Ruchnis, the spiritual, the Hashem. So he said, "New, what's with you, Avedis Hashem? Because don't just come here asking that somebody should get better and that's the end of the conversation. I'm not sitting on this chair just to help people get better. I'm here to talk about how to be a better Jew because that's what life's about. And so he froze. Rav Moshe Weinberg froze. It was so... And then the Slam Rabbi said, no, no, no. We're not going to talk about it now. That needs another visit. It's not at all so. It gets its own visit. Come back and we'll talk about worshiping Hashem in a separate conversation. My friends, my friends, holy, holy Jews, wherever you are. It's not an also. He's not sitting on the Lechevich's bench just for physical things. Guess what? Wherever you're sitting, we're all not sitting on this bench, on this chair. We're not sitting in this world for physicality. Of course you got to take care of your physicality. But that's not what we're here for. We're here to be Mamleches Kehanim V'Goy Kadosh. To be something elevated. To live higher, to shoot higher. So that Hashem could say, Shali, these people are mine. They're devuk to me. They're bonded to me. They're cleaving to me. They're looking for me. They're searching for me. They're reaching for me. They're a nation of royalty. A nation that is holy. Says the Heilige Piyasatzner. In his unbelievable book, I encourage every single person to read it. The book is essentially a fireball, so be careful you don't get burned. It's a fireball of holiness. I kid you not, from the Piyasatzner Rebbe, there's a beautiful translated version of it. The Hebrew is difficult, but there's a beautiful translated version. Just read through the translation. It'll change your life. A student's... I think they call it a student's obligation. What do they call it? The student's obligation. Yeah. Beautiful translation. The translation is from Feldheim. Excellent translation. The Hebrew is so beautiful, the translation doesn't do it justice, but it's good enough. Says the Piyasetzna Rebbe, Do you know what our worship of Hashem, to take it to the next level, is dependent on? He says it's dependent on us going to work and keeping at it. He says, but what's that dependent on? He says it's dependent on one thing, our perspective. What's our perspective? Kol atzmecha, listen to these words. Kol atzmecha. Your entire self, who you will become in life, is dependent on what? Toloi behashke foscha. Is dependent on your perspective. Mahu Yisrael. What is a Jew? We all want to be a Jew. We all want to be who we're supposed to be. But whether we're going to drive and keep ourselves going until we get there, it depends on what we think there is. If we think there means good enough, then we will stop where we are. But if we have an outlook and a perspective and we remember, what does it mean to be a Jew? Then we will keep ourselves driven and pushing until we become everything we're able to become. And listen to the holy words he says. You've got to remind yourself, he says. Every day remind yourself. Remind yourself of that which Hashem said. Remember that. And He says, if you keep thinking about that, what Hashem is asking of you, what you can be, how you could be elevated. And by the way, that doesn't mean something absolute, every one of us on our own level. 
every one of us on our own level. To be elevated means to keep yourself elevating. To keep on growing. To be more and more in love with Hashem. More and more in awe of Hashem. More of us put into every mitzvah. More passion. More joy. More determination. More time. More everything we've got. In every situation. And yes, sometimes that means holding on by your fingernails. Sometimes you only have five minutes. It's not about what it will end up looking like. It's about the attitude. That's what we're saying. What do we think we're trying to be? If we think we're trying to be a mamleches kodesh, then everything we have available, and that will change every circumstance, every moment, every day. Whatever we have, though, we'll be throwing at that because that's what we want to become. That's what our goal is. And that's why he says, Kol everything you will be is dependent on what you think, Mahu Yisrael. What does it mean to be you? What does it mean to be you, the Jew, the holy Jew you're supposed to be? Raise the bar. Come on, Shuki. Raise the bar. And says the holy Piyasetzner, if you keep thinking about this, and keep reminding yourself of what did Hashem say? Those words are crazy. He said you could be holy. He said you could be a mamaleches kayanim. Royalty. Above. He said then what's going to happen is you're going to keep reminding yourself and this is what you need to do. Until you realize that this idea of being holy is not an exception to the rule. It's not something added, the cherry on top. That, well, I'm a good Jew, because I just check in, I do my thing. I even try, I even try, I try just well enough. Oh yeah, that rabbi yelling about being holy and more and greater and on fire and in love. That's extra, that's for the special people. He said, no, that's not what Hashem said. Hashem said, it's for you. He said, you got to keep reminding yourself until it stops being like an extra credit. Rock, he says, Rock until you're able to see and recognize that any other way, it's not possible to be a Jew. That there is no other definition of a Jew but someone who's elevated, driving, driving for elevation. Kedusha Elioino Yisrael. Unbelievable holiness and a Jew. They will not be like two separate things. Holiness and a Jew. You think, right? It's two separate things. A Jew and a holy Jew. Sometimes you're a Jew, sometimes you're a holy Jew. He said, we've got to change our outlook. What does it mean to be a Jew? They're not separate things. They are one thing. That is what it means to be a Jew. That's what Hashem said when He said, be mine. Be elevated. Be more. Don't be good enough. Never stop striving. Shoot for the stars. Yeah, yeah, shoot to be elevated above normal. Not normal. Beyond normal. Holy. And he gives an awesome parable, the Piyasatsna. He says, if a rich person loses their wealth, he says, as long as they maintain their self-definition that they are really a rich person. They're really a rich person. They just happen to be right now they're not wealthy. He said, then they have a fire in their belly. i got to get back to my riches. I've got to get back to my stature, my wealth. And, and it bothers them. Why is that guy rich and that guy rich and I'm not? I'm really supposed to be rich. I'm a millionaire. I lost it temporarily, but it's temporary. i got to get back. 
He said they have such a passion. They hit the pavement running. They've got to reclaim their wealth. They've got to reclaim their wealth. That's as long as they view themselves as really a wealthy person who just happens to not have money. He said, but the second they switch their perspective on who they are and they think they are a poor person, he said, yeah, even a poor person dreams about winning the lottery. But it doesn't drive him to get anywhere. And really, he's satisfied with his basement, his basement location and his little bread to eat. He's happy with that. You know why? Because I'm a poor person. That's who I am. Yeah, I dream about winning the lottery. It's a dream. That's the difference, he says. When a Jew thinks that they're just supposed to be a poor person, that's who they are. I'm just a good enough Jew. Yeah, we dream about being great. The rabbi gets together every Tuesday and he starts yelling about being great. Yeah, he's dreaming about being great. I'm done with dreaming. Dreaming is when I think that it's really good enough. Because I'm just going to be who I am. We'll dream like a poor person dreams about being rich. No, says the Piazzatzna. You're a rich person who needs to reclaim his wealth. You're a holy Jew. You have a fire of Kedusha, of holiness inside of you. You're meant to be connected with Hashem. You're meant to live and breathe for Hashem, to be with Hashem, to learn the Torah, to keep the mitzvahs, to be elevated, to live in this world but above this world. That's what's in our DNA. That's what's in our soul. That's what Hashem said it means to be mine. That's what He said every one of us could be. So we can be that. If we realize that's who we are. Mahu Yisrael. What does it mean to be a Jew? Now, let's hit the pavement running to reclaim that. To reclaim our wealth, our richness, our holiness, which is ours. Which is who we really are. It's all about the way we think, who we are. So I challenge myself. I'm upset at myself. Go to davening. It's good enough. It's good enough. So I came on time. That's good enough. So I learned a little bit. It's good enough. I care a little bit. It's good enough. My kids' chinuch, their Jewish education is good enough. It's good enough. Everything's good enough. My Shabbos table, yeah, we say one of our Torah, it's good enough. I think about Hashem two times a day, good enough. It's good enough. No, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Is our house good enough for us? No, we want a new house. Is our car good enough for us? No, we want a new car. Is our phone good enough for us? No, we need a new phone. If they're not good enough, then why is our Judaism good enough? If everything we have in Gashmias and physicality which is ridiculously worthless, if that's not good enough and we still yearn for more, then why is our sacred, holy Judaism the one thing that matters good enough? Where have we settled in the mud and called it home? Shuki, get up! Dream bigger. It's not good enough. If every year you've got to get the new iPhone, you've got to have the new model iPhone every single year, then tell me, why is your Judaism the 20-year-old model Judaism? 30, 40-year-old model Judaism that hasn't been renewed, refreshed, and picked up to a higher standard. Everyone takes out their phone. Oh, it's got the old camera. It already, the camera, the pictures are not good enough. But the old way we learn is still good enough. The old way we daven is still good enough. The old way we do mitzvahs is still good enough. 
Don't. Don't let it be good enough. Demand the new model, my friends. Demand of yourself the new model Judaism. With better performance, better mitzvahs, better Torah, better davening. One step at a time. I only mean one step at a time. One step at a time. But one step at a time will only get us there if we keep on walking. And that means that we have to have something we're shooting for to walk to. We're better than this. We're better than old model Judaism. We're better than being settled. We're better than just being okay with the way we're doing it. And even our half-baked attempt at growth, we're better than just saying that's good enough. Do them, of course do them. But do them as part of a process to do more. Everyone could be holy. You say, holy, holy, Rabbi, you're talking about such lofty things. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying I should be holy the way I should be holy, and you should be holy the way you should be holy. The Shemesh Shmuel says, unbelievable. He says, every person can be holy. You know what holy means? It means something that you know is beneath you. Walk away from it. Get it? Holy means that there are things you perceive and you recognize that you're greater than. But you like it, you want it, you do it. Lift yourself up from that to the level that you feel sensitive to. Each of us, as we grow, we become more and more sensitive to what is beneath us or what is not good enough. Good, that's it. For you, holy. Be holy means hold yourself up to that standard. Hold yourself up to the standard of what you are right now perceiving is what it means to be a Jew, an elevated person. Elevated just means one rung higher. Always reaching for one rung higher. Elevated. Yeah. I'm talking about all the things. Talking about all the things with a deep love for who we are and for our people. And with what I'm afraid has happened to our Judaism. I think we don't even realize what it's meant to be. I think we have forgotten what it means to be someone elevated. Yeah, well, we're going to show. People are going to show. And then they're, 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 they're taking their phones out. And I'm not here to, to rag on the, on the people who are taking their, their phones out or who are not. Nah, nah, nah. My point is not if you are, you're not. I'm talking about what do we think we're shooting for? If we're showing up to show and we're pulling out our phone, what standard is that? That's what it means to be invested. Where did you set the standard, the bar? In the dirt. That's not Judaism. If we're on our phone, well, that's not Judaism. Oh, Googleism, Netflixism, I don't know what that is. That's some otherism. That's not Judaism, because Judaism means we revolve around Hashem and to be elevated, to be something more. But guess what? Even if you put the phone away and you should be convinced, you should put your phone away to make it matter. If we settle there, that's also not Judaism. No, you put the phone away. Step one. Then you figure out why is your davening like a, like a dried out stick. And then you work with it. 
and you keep on working with it. And you keep on going to lift it up higher and higher. And then you look at your Shabbos and you say, my Shabbos is ridiculous. It's got zero holiness in it. So we begin, we begin to climb, we begin to search for elevation. One step at a time, but never settling. Let's get a Dvar Torah in at our Shabbos table. Let's get a Zemmer, a song. Then we start to switch what we do in our afternoon so that that could be elevated. One step at a time, whatever the step is for us. But not to be okay with this dehydrated shell of Judaism and performance. That it's in also. I'm also Jewish. I'm also Jewish. So then I feel so good about myself. Because I say, no, but I learn. I'm in the the Kailal, I learn. And then that became good enough. It became good enough to show up and learn. Have you opened the book? Do you see where we set our sights? People used to learn. And they used to love Hashem when they were learning. They used to be on fire and drunk. With Avas Torah, passionate love for Torah. So you show up and learn, that's good. If that's the next step for you, do that. But then that's good enough. Good enough is not good enough. Kadosh. Where are my princes? Where are my princesses? Where are the people that live for me? It's not good enough. No, get back up. Shuki, get up. And figure out how to love Torah, not just how to learn Torah. Figure out how to love it. Figure out how to swim in those sweet waters. Not just read them. We've got to change what we're shooting for. The Musr Sefer on the shelf. The Sefer that tells us how to be a deeper Jew, a greater Jew. That can't be an also. That has to be on our table. Not that we check in, but that we hold those books up. That book of Musr and that book of Hasidus that tells us how to develop our insides, to be holy, to be more, to care more, to be more in sync with Hashem and more connected with Him. Those books, well, we have to hold those like, 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 like we'll never let anyone take them from us because our life is dependent on them. Because that's what we wake up for. They're not an also. They were bread and butter. To feel like, how do we go to sleep without learning that? Because then I didn't get elevated. And I lived to be elevated. To learn them like they are. That which will save our life. Because they are our life. If we want to be Hashem's, then we need to remember Mahu Yisrael. What does it mean to be a Jew? Pick ourselves up. Realign our purpose. Keep on shooting for higher, deeper, more. Turn to the books that can give us that and fuel that and direct us. And never take ourselves away from those books. We need them to feel like we need them. My friends, I'm rebelling. I'm rebelling. And I need some good rebels to rebel with me. I'm rebelling against my own complacency. Against my own settling. Against my own good enough. 
against my own lethargy. I'm starting a rebellion. Rebel with me. Good enough is not good enough. We are going to become royalty. We are going to become a kaghadash. We're going to get on track with what life really is, with what it really means to be Mahu Yisrael, until we could say, Kedushas El Yoyin of Yisrael, that holy, elevated holiness and a Jew are not two separate things. It's not extra credit. It's who we are. It's what we're about. It's what's in our insides. That's the rebellion. My friends, get your tattoos. Play your theme song. We're starting a rebellion. Not for our nation, for our soul. Much, much greater. With joy, with joy. You wake up in the morning with joy. I'll tell you the truth. This is the secret to joy. Because you know what causes a person to be unhappy? My great uncle, Rabbi Shia Torsky, Rabbi Dr. Abraham J. Torsky says, you know where self-esteem is rooted, happiness is rooted? When you feel like you're being who you're meant to be. He said, but the problem is, science calls us homo sapiens. He said, homo sapiens just means intelligent animals. He said, but that's not true. We're much more than just intelligent animals. We are spiritual beings. And we can do things that animals can't do. We can live for a purpose. We can give up things we want for things we value. We can grow. These are things an animal can't do, only a human being. He said, and therefore, if we actualize what we really are, which is a spiritual person, that's when we'll feel the satisfaction and the happiness that that brings. He says, but as long as we settle with being homo sapiens, intelligent animals, we'll always feel a pit inside that we have not actualized ourselves, And we cannot have self-esteem or happiness with that pit. Good enough with being a homo sapien. It ain't good enough, my friends. I'm rebelling. I'm rebelling. Rebel with me. We're going to climb out of this. We're going to demand more of ourselves with joy. Boundless joy. Another step, another step. That it should keep growing and keep going. And that this should become the focus of our life. What we're obsessed with. And everything else should be the also. Let work be the also. Let eating be the also. Let everything else we have to take care of be the also. But the first and foremost is this. Our Judaism. Our Torah. Our mitzvahs. Our Hashem. The love of our life. And everything we want to do. To be passionately in love with Him. To be filled with that love and that awe. To love every moment of spirituality and spiritual accomplishment. It's not an also. It's not a cherry on top. It is what it means to be a Jew. That's where the drive comes from. That's when we keep going and that's how we'll get there. So yeah, here we come to the next problem is that once we fix our sights, when we, once we set the sights correctly, what it means, our hashkafa, our perspective of what Hashem just told us we can be, when we stop settling, but then comes the next part. And the next part is it's work. It's true. It's work. If we're going to be part of this rebellion, if you're going to rebel with me, we got to roll up our sleeves and get to work. And that's what the Pia Setzner says. He says, just like a farmer If he wants to get anything out of the ground, he knows he has to work it. He says that's the truth about every one of us because every one of us is made from the same ground. Hashem formed us from the earth. So we have the same properties of earth, which means that we need to be worked. You've got to plow. You've got to turn over the soil in order to grow. We've got to be ready to put in that work. But says the Piasetzner, What drives the farmer to work? It's so much work to run the farm. What drives him out to the field to plow and to plant? 
and to harvest. What drives him day in and day out? He says he knows. He knows that without working the field, he will starve to death. Without it, he will starve. That's his livelihood. That's what keeps him alive. He says the same attitude needs to be in us. Just like the farmer knows that if he doesn't work the field, he won't get fruit, he won't get crop. And without that, he will die. He can't live like that. Every Jew needs to realize that without that work to become elevated, I'm not alive. Because I'm not a Yisrael. That's the definition of what Hashem told me. That's what He said to be. And without it, I can't. I can't. And then listen to what he says. And if you have that attitude, if you develop that attitude and you say to myself that I must become elevated if I am to live, if I am to truly live, then we will be driven to put in the effort to what? To uncover and unearth that treasure that's inside of ourselves. Because we are holy. Hashem asked us of this because it's who we are in our essence. We just need to uncover it and tap into it. And with the effort, yes, let's put in the effort, the effort to know that this is what it means to live. The farmer needs to work his field. We need to work to be elevated. And listen to the awesome line he ends with of this. Yes, get to work. Get to work. Be a rebel. Beloyegia, without work. Without hard work, it is impossible to achieve anything. And with hard work, it is possible to achieve everything. Without hard work, we can't even be mediocre. We can't be anything. But with hard work, we can accomplish the world. The Gemara says, if somebody says, I didn't toil and I found results. Al-Tamin don't believe them. It's not possible. You can't get results without work. But if they say, I put in work, and I didn't get results, Al-Tamin, not true. Impossible. So yes, it's work. But it's work because we realize that this is what's worth working for. Just like you would work to stay alive. This is what it means to be alive. Without this, we're not Jews. We're something else. We're some other ism. The good enough ism. Some other religion called settled and good enough. That's not what Hashem asked us to be. That's not why He gave us the Torah. We got to be ready to toil. Got to be ready to put in the work. And no, when you jump at it and it's so glorious and it's all the promise of everything it is and it is, it's the most magnificent. Once you're with Hashem, it's everything we're looking for. It's all the happiness. It's all the glory. It's all the sweetness. It's what our soul yearns for. It's what we look for. Everything else is just a cheap substitute. That's all true. And that's what we're shooting to become. But it's not going to click necessarily in the beginning. So when we get ready to put in the work, if you're going to rebel with me, if you're going to be a rebel with me, we got to be ready and know what's going to undermine our rebellion. And this is what's going to undermine it. We're going to start. We're going to say, my goodness, that rabbi sure was worked up. Maybe I'll do something. Maybe I'll shoot higher. And then what's going to happen is we're going to try and we're going to have bad days. And even on our good days, guess what? It won't feel as good as we're saying it is. To this, the Nesiv Shalom already said, this is what the Jews meant when they said, Nasa Vinishma. When we got the Torah, we say, we will do and we will hear. What does that mean? Hearing is when it clicks. Hearing is when it makes sense to you. When you feel it, it resonates. It's obvious. I get it. We didn't say we will get it and then do it. We will hear it. It will click. It'll be awesome and then we'll do it. No. We're committed that we're going to do it 
first because the first step is we do it even though we don't see the results, even though we don't feel that it's glorious, but we know we have our eye on the prize of what we're shooting for and we keep at it. Nase, I will do it. I will keep at it, keep on growing, keep on pushing. Vinishma, and then, then I will merit to have it click, to have it resonate, to have it to be amazing and sweet as anything, to realize, oh my goodness, this is what life's about. Who was I even before? What was life before? But in the beginning, it's not going to feel like that. Don't get thrown off the rebellion just because you don't feel it in the beginning. That's what we said at Har Sinai. Nase v'nishma. We're ready. We realize where the goal is. We realize what you just asked us to become. And we know that the road there may have bumps. We know that there will be parts of on that journey that won't feel amazing. We're going to push through it. Because below yigia, without effort, you can't accomplish anything. Effort is part of what makes us holy, makes us elevated. We're ready to put in the effort. So don't get thrown off course. Don't get thrown off course. Tell you a mushal, a quick mushal. This older man says to this young boy, you see that? He points out at the sugar canes, where they make sugar from the sugar cane plant. Looks like a bamboo, basically. And he points to it and he says, Ah, son, that is the sweetest, most delicious stuff in the world. So the boy's looking at those sugar canes. He says, wow. He said, that's the sweetest stuff in the world. So he runs over to the sugar cane and he starts, argh, 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 starts gnawing on it. And he runs back to the old man. He said, you liar. It was rock hard. It was disgusting. Ugh. Don't be foolish. Of course. You've got to crush it and evaporate it and granulize it. And then, after the whole process, it's sweet as sugar. <sighs> Can't believe you misunderstood me, child. But let me tell you something, child. And he points to the diamond mind. Ooh, in there is the most exquisite beauty in the whole world. The boy says, fine. Runs down into the diamond mind. And what does he see? Dark, disgusting, Ugly experience. He comes out, you lied to me. That wasn't beautiful at all. He says, child, child. Yes, you have to go into the mine. You have to extract the diamond. You have to clean it off and polish it. And then, and he shows him the diamond. See how beautiful this is? Here, taste the sugar. See how sweet it is. You got caught. When I said it was beautiful, when I said it was sweet, you thought that you could just go grab it. No, below Yagiya, without effort, there is no beauty and no sweetness. But with effort, when you put in the process, when you push for it because you know it can be all that, that's how you end up with the sugar. That's how you end up with the diamond. Shoot high with me, my friends. Don't settle for good enough. Let's rebel. Let's be ready to roll up our sleeves and get to work. No, we want our davening to be better. We want our learning to be not just more, deeper. We want our love for Hashem to develop. We want to go to the shelf and take off the Musr Safer and take off that book about self-improvement and self-development and we want to read it like our life depends on it because our life does depend on it. Like the farmer needs his crop to live. We must be Jews, true Jews to live. That's what we're here for. My friends, I beg you, Let's rebel together. Change it up. Change up our lives. We're on autopilot. Even our growth is on autopilot. No, throw a curveball. Do it different. Look for the chink in the armor to break through the Yetzirah, to break through that which has just become humdrum and routine. So that the growth is not just another thing on the list, the also, but that it's our focus. It's what we live for. It's what we're thirsting for. It's what we're driven for. It's what we're ready to go to the mat for. It's what we're ready to work for till we find that sweetness, till we find that beauty, till we find ourselves in front of God's throne, bound with Him for eternity. In love and in awe. That's what we're shooting for. Hashem said, my holy sweet people, my holy sweet Jews of the Tuesday class, all the sweet Jews of the world, 
ואתם תהיו לי ממלכס כהנים וגוי קודש. Be royalty, be holy. My dear friends, join me in our rebellion and our quest to be all that Hashem said we can become. May we all be blessed with the joy, passion, and energy to chase down what it means to truly be a Jew. And may Hashem help us to reach our goal and never stop growing every moment of our life. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.